Father, in Jesus' name, we come to you just as we are, Lord. We surrender our strengths and our weaknesses. Everything, Lord, into your hands, Lord, knowing that you want us to prosper. You want us to be godly. And you have only good things planned out for us. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. And in our weakness, your strength is made perfect, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, in our weakness, your strength is made perfect. We give you our glory. We give you our praise. Father, in Jesus' name we pray. I consecrate all the people who are here, who are coming here, who are listening to this recording. To you in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord. For your strength, for your steadfastness, for your love and your grace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn to Hebrews 5.2. Hebrews 5.2. It says, he can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray, since he himself is also subject to weakness. Who is he referring to? What does it say in the Bible? Instead of asking me, Yes, and for every high priest taken among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices. He can have compassion on those who are ignorant, yes, and going astray since he himself is subject to weakness. Because of this, he is required as for people so also as to himself to offer sacrifices, yes. But in verse 5 it says, So Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest. Yes? In verse 6 it says, You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Yes? So who is our high priest now? Jesus. Jesus. So this is talking about, in the new covenant, talking about Jesus. <clears throat> he can have compassion on those who are ignorant. And going astray, he himself is also subject to weakness. He was when he was on the earth. It means he didn't go and do the sin that his flesh told him, but he understands what the flesh is. Not because he is God, because he is man. As God, God understands. But as a man, he went through it. But he overcame it by... His willpower? The Holy Spirit. Yes? Do you understand? The same thing you and I can do. Same overcoming we can do and we are not without excuse. If we don't, we have chosen not to. Because nobody falls into sin. 
because it is impossible not according to what the Bible says. There are temptations that you give in to and you excuse that by saying you've fallen into sin. Like as I was explaining now, when it starts, like I said, you can have a bird fly over your head. You can't help that. But you can make sure it doesn't lay a nest on your head. You have the choice to say no, but that is yours. Remember your body and your spirit belong to God. But the decisions you make in your soul, you are responsible for. So when these things come, they don't come like the devil doesn't appear in a red suit with a pitchfork in his hand. As I explained in one of my first retreats ever. Do you understand? No, if, you, if the devil did that, we will all reject him. But he appears as an angel of light. Now, why does this person think suicide is a better way? Because it appears as an angel of light. I'm, I'm not going to go into this. Because it's shown as a solution for the problem at hand. Whereas the solution is Jesus. So it starts with you saying no. And then the Holy Spirit empowering you to say no. Do you understand? Yes? We are on Hebrews, yeah? Let's go to... <clears throat> 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. Keep her in prayer. And if you're getting something, just let me know. Then we'll deal with it. Two Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. It says, and he said to me, again, he is referring to whom? Jesus, because they are just capitalized. Yeah, we're not talking about human fellow. But we are talking about a divine God, yes? Do you understand, yeah? And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in what? Weakness. Yes? Therefore, most gladly, I will boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me, yes? That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardship, in persecutions, in difficulties for when I am weak then I am strong who's writing this the Apostle Paul yes do you understand and he backs it up when he writes to the Philippines saying rejoice and again I say rejoice so he, obviously he's weakened he's in a person do you understand but he's saying something what rejoice you find that in Philippians 4, 4 to 7, yes? Why? For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Why? What is your strength? The joy of the Lord is your strength. 
that then is not uh, something you can con it's not something you can conjure up it has to be given by the grace of god that is why paul is saying rejoice and when you have the joy which is your strength nothing matters you understand what i'm saying that is how you overcome you don't overcome through your willpower you can do that for only a little while how do i know look in the fridge there's no chocolate there <laughs> you were supposed to bring chocolates no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding but do you understand that has nothing to do with chocolates chocolate is not of the devil it's not something bad or good or depends on your situation yeah so it's not about chocolates it's about delighting in weakness what does it mean by that paul was not into pain because in that weakness which is natural he got something supernatural to overcome that that is the peace of god that is the strength of god if you don't have that how can you delight in you know and say when i'm weak then i'm strong how can you say that honestly do you understand so what paul is saying is not just fluffy stuff or imagine it is what he's been through do you understand why can i preach this because this is what the lord has convinced me that he will do and he is doing when i'm weak i'm strong why because i can do all things to crush you strengthens me it is his nature do do understand not my strength do what what do i mean by nature he is love he is hope he doesn't have love doesn't have hope he is that do you understand so so that is why it says in in 2 corinthians 7 it says yeah, my strength comes in you its own and if you i will read a message the translation has that it says my strength comes to its into its own in your weakness god says that because sometimes it takes our weakness for us to rely on his strength others we do by the muscle of muscle or the strength of our hands we have a lot of examples in our lives do you understand i'm not not talking about other people i'm talking about us i had to tell a person before that god is not a grocery store where you just go to buy groceries and come back you're the temple of the holy spirit am i clear on this yes how do you become that how do you get there i have taught you about that about praying in tongues seeking the lord but you know when i put the shirt on this is yellow 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 godly yellow yes do you understand and and he was talking about yellow because that is how joel said yellow and he was small yeah so for another he said adana yeah so my cousin came one time with one of his sons and joel said next time you come you bring another adana brother yeah so he was direct like that i wonder who got it from but do you understand but 
you the bible is not spooky you need to understand the principles that are laid down in the bible sometimes we read them and go through them and we don't take it to heart and we just understand okay we sing as a deer panted for the what else do you need pants huh? there's a joke the pentecostal church in kerala had to decide whether they were going to wear pants or they were going to wear a mundu do you understand because this was maybe in the 60s and 70s and one of the pastors got this scripture as a deer pandeth so now they are wearing pants yes <laughs> i don't know how true that is but anyway let's go to psalm 42 1 to 2 what does it say in your bible aren't you can you read that as a deer wear as, pants no as the hart pants after the water brooks so, so the hart wear pants also huh <laughs> that's a problem your heart should not wear pants yes not a joke leave it as a deer gone has a heart pants after the water brooks mm. pants my soul after you oh god my soul thirsts for god for the living god when shall i come and appear before god yes so one of the first things the doctors used to ask me when i used to go as a kid is about my appetite is he eating properly if they would ask my mother does he have appetite and the other day i was telling anu if you ask me whether i want to eat something i never say no because that's what the doctor said just a medical thing but here it says how does the spiritual appetite come do you understand you need that you need to long for god if you are a godly fellow as a deer hung thirst for waters that much you must long then you'll get your priorities right Do you understand? Seek ye first what the kingdom of God, and the rest will be added unto you, and His righteousness. Am I clear on this? Yes. So a godly person longs to walk with God daily. That because of a relationship, not because of fear. Do you understand? You get up and you just want to do what pleases God, and that is not fake. that has to be real in in you same thing with me when yesterday god told me about the mixture and what he had planned i said okay i will follow i don't care what you men say and before all that there was a dream and that was confirmed confirmed by anu and by arsh to to understand and I, therefore i'll talk to you about it I do not know how to go forward but during the day the lord i mean and 
impressing my heart more and more about this mixer, multi-track mixer. Now we have one, two, three, I think five mixers here, but they're all stereo mixers, meaning you can record only in stereo, not multi-track. There, there are multi-track equipment here, but that is mainly for the studio and for the computer, not for live thing. And so the Lord led me to that. Now, when the Lord leads me to that, I don't care what humans say. Do you understand? I give one person a chance, okay, can you, is this affordable? If he says, no, I can't do it, I, I make sure that it's done with a glad heart. It doesn't bother me. I don't condemn that person. Yes or no? That's, if it's not by that person, by another person. One door closes, the other opens. It's not condemnation for that person. Because the Lord has told me. Do you understand? Like before, the Lord told me, like I had a need for money at that time. The Lord told me, ask this guy. So I call up that guy immediately and said, okay, I didn't even ask whether he had the mindset, give me this much money. He said, okay, pastor. Next thing I know, I have the money. Do, do you understand? I mean, not that I was demanding or rude, but I know he understands that. Do you understand? So you must long for God for that to be a reality in your life. Now, I'm not always perfect. There are desires that I want. So to make sure that, for example, this mixer is not something I want, I had to sit in prayer. And you know what the Lord told me? When he said, he said, that mixer that you wanted money for is actually too small. Buy a bigger one. I thought, okay. Do, do you understand? So I told that person, okay, you pay for this, the rest I'll come. And then in the evening, the Lord told me to ask somebody else for that difference. And that difference is also covered. Do you understand? Then I had to buy an SD card. And I haven't done this for years, maybe for 10 years. Or, do, do, do you understand? But I know for audio, it doesn't take that much bandwidth. But this is multi-track audio. There are at least 14 channels involved. So all that will... Then the Lord led me to the correct site where I can make all the calculation. I can put the rate, the bit rate. Do you understand? Whether it's going to be for 496,000, whatever. Do you understand? Bit rate, you know, number of tracks, everything. And then it came up with the speed required and then compared it to the SD cards available. Then I just bought one. Before all that, I was like trying, I wrote to the company, I wrote to Amazon, I wrote to the seller, I wrote, I wrote to many people. After that, Lord said, are you done writing? I said, yes. Because all this will not help me buy today. Maybe they'll reply, as they say, next week. But by that time, I, the Lord has said, okay, this is what... Do you understand? So I bought it. And because of that, I was able to save at least five to 10,000 rupees. Because I made the calculation. What I'm trying to say is that there should be that in all our lives, the guidance of the Lord in what we do. 
do, do you understand yes so so for that we as a deer longs for the streams of water so i long for you i thirst for god the living god do you understand if that not reality in your life make it happen nothing is impossible do you understand you count the cost now whenever a distraction comes or something comes whether it's good or bad you say will this lead me towards god or away from god you make the decision i can't do that for you i can pray for you to make the decision the right decision but i can't i won't manipulate you understand what i mean yeah so if it's a question of attending a bible study like this even if you don't feel like it do it so that's why i said whether uh, she feels like it or not bring that person down to this church so that we can pray we have the authority to cast out demons not only i but the person who went there has the same authority so i told her to do that i don't know how much of that will she will do but do you understand knowing her she just push a button call the pastor or call the police both are start with the p but do you want to understand instead of using your own authority that comes from a relationship with god how dare this happen you must think how dare this devil steal kill and destroy do you understand that anger should be there at the stealing and killing and destroying be angry do not do you understand i explain all that yes that must come genuinely not because i said so is that clear yes go to some 119:47 it says how i delight in your commands how i love them yes now this was written by um, this was written before christ came so all you had were the written commands not that that is not necessary but we have something that supersedes that in the new covenant that is a relationship but that is based on this commandment do you understand and that to be your delight do you understand now you have two children suppose they go around not talking to you at all how would you feel not good no yes so suppose they just come to you okay where's my breakfast where's my lunch where's my dinner talk like that then you will feel like you're being used yes then how are we behaving to god the law the precepts he gave us must be our delight delight in the lord and he'll give you the desires of our heart yes do you understand that is only possible if you renew your mind if you walk with the world and the ways of the world it won't happen you will always have that struggle 
not that you won't have the struggle but you are able to overcome because one your soul will say no and then the holy spirit will help you empower and walk according to the word because you delight in it am i making sense yeah this should not be something spooky or theoretical yes yes now go to esra 8:21 If you're there, um, Rabbi, can you read it? Ezra 8.21 Then I proclaimed the fast there at the river of Ahava that we might humble ourselves before our God. That's enough, yeah. I gave orders for all of us to fast and humble ourselves before our God. Yes. In other words, Ezra is saying to this. Because God is going one way, you're going the other way. You need to be more sensitive to what the Lord is doing. You're not fasting, especially in the new covenant to twist the arm of God. Yes. So a godly person humbles himself or herself before God. Do you understand? If God says this way, then be humble enough to go that way. What we're and realizing they're in a relationship or they're in relation to who God is, that relationship must be there. Otherwise how can you humble yourself? And if you can't hear God because if you go through I mean, like go like where there's FM radio or AM radio, you go through all the channels. Which one is God? There's so many voices in our head. Some people empty their head, and they call what empty heads is. Very serious, huh? but do you understand? And they don't hear anything. But in truth, we are here. There's a voice that cries out, whether you like it or not. But how do you hear? How do you differentiate in voice that's not of God's and that is of God's? By fasting. Do you understand? That is one of the ways. Of course, by reading the Bible. No. But what does fasting do? It makes you more sensitive to what the Lord is doing. It makes you understand. It silences all the other voices. It's a better way to say it here. Yeah? And also praying in tongues. I remember a long time ago, um, the Lord woke me up at 3 o'clock and made me pray in tongues. And I did that for about a month and then I had to make a couple of decisions. Do, do you understand? And I would not have done that or made that that way unless the Lord told me to pray. I mean, to, I mean told me to pray in tongues and I obeyed. Same thing with the last three months. The, I've been praying in tongues. I do not know why. Do you understand? But that increased my faith. I, I'm talking about me. Do you understand? To do certain things where it gave me boldness. Where I said to myself, okay, I am in it for life. In Christ for life. I have to believe that his plans will not kill me. Do you understand? I'm not going to bow my head 
to any worldly devices, but only to Christ. But this is a decision, the decision I had made long time ago, but then throughout the years I may have compromised. I know I have, do you understand? But then the Lord made me recommit to that. Do you understand? So that happens when you fast and when you pray in tongues and you humble yourself. Now for me to fast at that time, initially, because of all the medicines I was taking, it was not possible. I was wondering what. So then I started praying in tongues. Then I stopped them all the medicines and I fasted. I'm not saying you do that. This is what the Lord told me. Do you understand? This was a couple of months ago. And the Lord led me on from there. Do, do, do you understand? Pursuing me, I have to say, with this boldness and holiness. And whether I realize it or not, I know that I am not the same person I was three months ago because of the Lord. Do you understand? I still have the habits. For example, it was habit that made me want to put the glasses on. Then I realized, okay, why am I wearing these glasses when the Lord has healed me? Yes. When I'm tired, I automatically go to putting these glasses on because they are comfort. They're habit. Do you understand? Not because I need them. Sometimes when I work, um, I look for my glasses and I think, I'm missing something. Why? Because the glasses are not there. Before I even look in the computer or the phone, I had to wear my glasses. It's become a habit like that. Now I don't need that. I can actually read. Like a normal person. Do you understand? When I'm tired, yes. It shows that I'm tired. Do you understand? But do you understand? But what I'm trying to say is that when you humble yourself before the Lord, in James 1.21, what does it say? And if you're there, can you read that? These are scriptures that I have not prepared. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and proceed with meekness and planted word, which is able to save your souls. Receive with meekness, humble yourself to the Lord. Only then can the word of God be implanted from your intellect to your heart. And that will save your soul. Am I making sense? Yes? Yes? So, then what happens is when you have that word, go to 2 Timothy 4.2 and read that, aren't you? the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Yes. Now, that is the King James Version, yes? It's very complicated to understand that. Yeah, what does it say in your Bible, yes? Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all 
future. Yes, both are true. I'm not saying that. Yeah, but remember what I said about the word being implanted, which will save your soul. Not just the word that you hear. Do you understand? So once it's implanted, it says, be prepared. That's why I say sharpen your axe. Be prepared. Whether the time is favorable or not, patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. Correct with what? Good teaching or your emotions? Good teaching. Do you understand? That's why when someone does wrong, I say, okay. I tell God, I know that that person has done wrong. Just because I point that you doesn't mean you have done wrong yet. Looking at him, oh, pastor pointing at me. I know that person has done wrong. Yes. Yeah. You know that person has done wrong. How do I correct it? Because if you leave to me, I'll hit that person on the head with something hard. What should I do? Until I get an answer, I don't do anything. Until I get an answer, I pray. And the Lord says, okay, now the, this is what is, the, what is needed as a reproof and correction. These are the scriptures. And then I give them that scripture, be it WhatsApp, be it in person, whatever. Do you understand? And if the Lord downloads an example, I give that example also. Do you understand? Yes. But any time and every time I have to be prepared for that. And that sometimes bothers me because I get messages when I don't feel like it. Pastor, please pray for this, please pray for that. And I'm like, I, I, then before I never used to get such messages. I don't know, maybe I was not compassionate enough. But now I get a lot of messages like that. And I find that more and more, the Lord is giving me the ability to be compassionate about that. Maybe that person is going through something. And I'm the only person that comforts that situation. How? By the word of God. So I go to God because I have nothing to comfort. Because what do I have? Or only bitterness in my heart because that's my fallen nature. Do you understand? But I'm not a fallen person. I'm born again in Christ, yes? So I go to God and I say, okay, now this is the situation. What is scripture? That I find that the moment I turn to God, God downloads his scriptures. I'm using in a language that you understand. And then give me wisdom beyond what I can say. Like a person was speaking about a maid and this and that and all that long time ago. Three or four months ago, I said, I don't know what you have encountered and what you have said, but the Lord tells me, this maid is not truthful. But Pastor says, blah, 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 blah. I said, I don't care what you say. The Lord told me this maid is not truthful. Did, did you understand? Yeah. I stood my ground because this is what the Lord told me. I said, I don't care what you say. Do you understand? This happened maybe three, four months ago, and I believe the person has grown up into maturity from there. But you have to be prepared, and that preparation comes in you surrendering your heart 
humbling yourself to God every day. Otherwise, do you understand? It doesn't make sense, yes? Whether the time is favorable or not. Do you understand? Patiently correct rebuke and encourage your people with good teaching. Good teaching. When there was unbelief, Jesus countered that with teaching. Do you understand? And he was tempted with all the things, but then he found the joy from his father. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I do only what my, I see my father do, said Jesus. Yes, you see how it's connected, yes? And when he had that joy, he could teach in, in spite of their unbelief, in spite of their criticism, in spite of what they really wanted. In some cases, they just wanted to be fed. And to, the, to, to do that, they said, okay, then we'll make him king. But then he went much harder, saying, I'm the bread of life. Those who eat this bread will live. It doesn't make sense, yeah? So in the natural, it won't make sense, yes? But in the supernatural, be prepared. In season and out of season. To patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people. Patiently. Don't hit them. But God is working in us also. To understand. For this patience. I don't have this patience. But only what God has given me. I'm not saying I'm not without patience. Not at all. Because God has changed a lot. To understand. He's continuing to change. Yeah. Now. Go to Ezra 7, 6. We were in Ezra before, and I want you to understand something from this chapter also. Who, if, if you were there, can you read that? I, this Ezra came up from Babylon. Oh, okay. Yes, go on. And he was a skilled scribe mm. in the law of Moses, mm. which the Lord God of Israel had given. Mm. The king granted him all his requests mm. according to the hand of the Lord his God upon him. Yes. Was upon him, yes? Mm -hmm. Yes. So the king gave him everything he asked for because the gracious hand of the Lord, his God, was on him. Yes? What would you do if you knew you could not fail? Remember when the Israelites were coming out of Egypt, God told them to ask the Egyptians what they wanted. The gold, the silver. The Bible says that the wealth of the wicked will be transferred to the righteous. And the wealth of the wicked is stored up for that. You, can't, you can claim all that and be spooky and may have nothing in your hands. But the moment it starts meaning something, faith, then it becomes real. Because what is faith? It's the substance of things hoped for. Do you understand? And that hope is based on what? On Jesus, yes, of course, wonderful. But is that real? Is that real to you? That I explained that to you last week, 
and the week before. What is this hope based on? You can shake your head, but if it's not reality in your life, what is this hope based on? The love that you experience from your father, the unconditional agape love. There is faith, hope, and love. And greatest of this is what? Shaking your head, love. Do you understand? Read your Bible once in a while. It'll change you. Do you understand? If you have that love, that'll give you hope and then it'll give you faith to ask. Because God said, ask. Ask the king and the king granted. Why? Because the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Where do you learn that? In Proverbs. Read it. Do you understand? I'm not going to go into that, yes? Same thing with the people in Egypt. When Israel asked, the fear of the Lord had already come upon them because they knew that this could only be the hand of the Lord. They also understood that they're helpless because of their corrupt government. To the Pharaoh and this is true even today do you understand yes but then why don't you ask because of fear it's not like you ask out of uh, your desire or anything like um, when my sister went to Kenya and she was telling me and uh, I was there at that time and she was telling me when she had like a, I think it was a ring or a earring or something. And I mean, she, she wore good stuff and one lady came and said, I've been praying just for something like this. So for something just like this. And the Lord said, give that to me. And my sister said, let the Lord tell me and I'll give that to you. Do you want to ask in the sense, ask God. When I was stuck in a rut in the ministry, I cried to God, not to man. And the Lord led me out of that. Do you understand? And I don't care what man says, what now, but I know it was the Lord. And I'll stay in that freedom for which Christ has set me free. Doesn't mean I hold any humans at fault because I'm called to forgive. Do you, do you understand? Yes? So the king gave Ezra everything he asked for. Do you understand? Why are you not asking? Because one, you don't know what you need. And what you need is not based on what you have or don't have. It's based on his purposes. And how will you know that unless you have a relationship with them? Otherwise, you're nothing but a slave. And if he writes down, okay, today do this, do this, do this, do this. What is that? If you, if you have a relationship with them, he's not a hard task master. You can even talk to him saying, okay, I can do three things, but not the fourth one because I'm too tired to do that now. Because 
I've done that with the Lord, not put things like, when I'm lying to rest, I heard my phone ring or have a message. I know somebody is in trouble or something, but I, here I am almost asleep and having, I mean, and um, almost going to bed or doing the day or whatever. Do you understand? Because I had to rest a lot. And then I said, I'll answer that when I get up again. Do you understand? The old me would have just gotten up and seen what the message was and tried to do that in the flesh. But no, I need to hear from the Lord. Do you understand? And sometimes the Lord tells me, no, you need to answer that now. So I get up because he told me that. And therefore, whatever rest I'm going to get, he'll give much more. Do you understand? So, and there are times when the Lord has said, okay, put your phone on silent. And then go, go rest. Because he, what did Jesus do when he got on the boat? He gave the boat its function. In that the fishermen got fish. That was the function of that boat. Yes? Do, do, do you understand? So, God gives us purpose in destiny. But you need to have that relationship to ask. Am I clear on that? Yes? Now, I make a lot of fun about uh, her not turning to the Bible and everything, but I can do that in two seconds because I have a digital version. I just have to put that in and it'll come. Do you understand? So, it's not like the olden days. I'm not excusing you, yeah, but I'm just saying, yes? And God still had a, has a sense of humor, yes? How how do I know this? Because every time I look in the mirror, I'm reminded of that. That God has a sense of humor. Why? Because he made me, yeah? No, but do you understand, yes? First, you must love his creation. Otherwise, how can you do anything else? You'll do something, but you don't love yourself. He says, my cup runs over. Sometimes in your weakness, you have to minister. Sometimes, like for example, I want healing, complete healing. But the Lord tells me to minister to the other person who needs healing. Maybe the exact thing. I wonder, okay, the miracle happens that way, but then, do you understand? I, I don't know. I don't question God. I don't know all the answers to that. But I know what I don't know is not going to stop me from doing what I know. Does that make sense? I know that if I pray, God will work to heal. I don't know. Why? Do you understand? That healing doesn't manifest when I try to pray for myself. Do you understand? I just look funny. But I've had somebody's hand on my head that is not human there was no it's not possible even you experience that no do you understand i thought at that one time my pastor was praying for me but he was busy making jokes i'm not saying that they were not funny but i don't know i was listening to the jokes because i thought he was praying for me i have had had it happen recently also i've had, felt a hand touch me and pray. I could feel a difference. Do you understand? So, ask 
and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Put in, in context of this and see how godly you are. Do you understand? Whether you believe that God is pleased with you, whether you believe that God is showing you His gracious favor. If you don't believe that, in other words, if you don't believe that you deserve it, you won't ask. But it's not whether you deserve it or not, it's just what God wants for His purpose. Is it clear? You have to discern. Because there are a lot of emotions, even if you don't think that way, once you start thinking, going that down that road, don't be ruled by emotions. Discern. Do you understand? If God wants you to travel only that much and then take a U-turn and come back, you know, or take a right turn and go, then be obedient. Don't go because, okay, this is going well for you. Be sensitive to the Lord, yes? Back to Ezra, yes? Ezra 7, 9 to 10. I'll read it, yeah? just so that you understand. It says, For the gracious hand of God was on him, because Ezra was determined to study and obey the law of the Lord. Yes, this is part of what we read before. Yes, A godly person is one who loves to live the way that God prescribed in his word. I'll repeat that again. A godly person is one who loves to live the way God prescribes in his word. What the word says, you do. That's why you don't go beyond the word. You live like that. That's why you need to renew your mind in the word of God. Am I clear on this? Yes? Yes? So these are steps you can do, achieve, to achieve what God wants in your life every day and make it reality. Is that clear? Yes? Do you have any questions? Not, uh, it can be towards what I taught today or like uh, what happened last week after I shut every thumb. Pastor, I have a question. I said, you should have asked. So like that, if you have any questions, now is the time to ask, yes? Oh. Uh, 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 in Jesus said like this kind of thing can only be done through fasting and deliverance. No, he didn't say that. Oh, fasting and prayer. Uh. So, like, you have to fast and pray for. Where's that? Where's the scripture? Yes, you can take you. This is why you should read the Bible for to understand. I'm not criticizing that question or you questioning that, but you need to understand what is being said, yes? Because a lot of people come up with a wrong understanding of that, yes? So is that notebook full of questions? Huh? Okay. Yes or no? Okay. 
So uh, there are a lot of questions, lot more questions or just? No. Oh, okay, then we'll start with this, yes? So you were just asking because I told you to ask. No, that, that is what it came to me because we are talking about fasting. Okay. So what is your question? Go to Matthew seventeen twenty one. What does it say? Okay, so your question is why is fasting necessary? Mm -hmm. Let me answer this way by asking you a question. Does fasting make you more righteous than God? Why is that? Because Jesus is so Where is that? Exactly. You are already the righteousness of God. Now, will fasting give you more authority? Where is that? You don't know. Then you're just saying spooky things. You need to know. Yes? But I'm not going to go into that because all authority is being given to whom? To Jesus. All authority. That means there's none left. All means all, yes? Do you understand? All authority has been given to Jesus. And he be, we have that authority. So fasting is not going to make us more righteous, yes? Casting out demons. Will fasting make you have more power? Yes or no? Because you're the temple of the Holy Spirit, yes? So what does fasting do? No, 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 no. What does You can say a lot of flowery things. What does it say? Verse 14. Yes? We, since we took this, um, we say, When they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Here are disciples who have already been authorized by Jesus to cast out demons. Yes or no? Can you look at me when I'm preaching yeah, instead of reading the scripture and not understanding a thing about it? Yes. But they think they have the authority. They think they have the power. And they know that God is with them. And so therefore, this person or this boy should be cured of this uh, whatever 
epileptic fit or whatever. But it says they cannot cure him. Yes. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I, shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Now, this is not a compassionate answer, is it? That means Jesus expected them to cast this demon out. When that did not happen, Jesus said, How long do I have to be with you? How many times do I have to tell you over and over and over and over and over again? I'm using my words, but do you understand? Yes? And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Yes? Then the disciples came to Jesus privately. Why? Because they didn't want to get rebuked again. Yes? I had many people come to me privately. Pastor, why didn't this happen? Why does this happen? Say, why don't you ask me when other people are there? Maybe these questions, they also happen. Maybe they don't have the courage to ask. Do you, do you understand? Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said, Read your Bible. So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. So, this fasting works against your personal unbelief. That is what Jesus is talking about. You need to pray and fast to remove that unbelief from you so that when you see we walk by faith and not by sight, yeah? This boy, for example, had an epileptic fit. If you look in that, all unbelief will come into you. And next thing you know, that overrides your faith. And you, all you have are the words, but nothing happens. That is why you need to renew your mind whenever the unbelief comes. And it will come. In Ephesians 6, 10 to 18, all the fiery darts of the wicked one, we counter by what? The shield of faith. Do you understand? And faith is what we hope for. And hope is based on love. A relationship with God. If you have a relationship with God, how can there be unbelief? Because it, you know that it's not you doing that. Whether what you see or what you don't see, do you understand? It is God who told you to do that and based on that, this will happen. How do you get there? By fasting and praying. Is that clear? It's not that your fasting will empower you and give you more power until you have, you're full of superpower and you say, Ha, ah, I fast seven days. Now, demon come out. And the demon will tell you fast another seven more days. If you're foolish, you listen to the demon and fast seven more days. Do you understand? But if you know God, 
It doesn't matter when you get up from sleep. Do you understand? Last night, I, I opened the bedroom door because I felt somebody was there. And as soon as I opened the door, the cat came running in. And I saw a shadow leaving. And I said, who is there? I thought it was one of my kids. But it was, there was no one. If it was one of my kids, I would have seen them go up the stairs because I was out the, opening the door at that time. Now I was like wondering, what could this be? And the Lord said, you know exactly what it is. So I started binding every spirit that is in the south that is not from the Lord Jesus. That is from the dark side. Do you do, understand? I just bound it in Jesus' name. It's not my authority. Do you understand? And the cat saw the spirit and got scared. And that's why it ran into the house. I mean, ran into the bedroom, yeah? So I stepped out and then, then I said, if you show your face again, do you understand? I, I, I know what to do. And so I was sitting there, so I cleaned the fridge after that. Because there was nothing to do with you understand, yeah? So I, well, I was waiting for, do, do you understand? It's not me, it's the Lord who does that. The Lord that opens the eyes. Not because I fasted and prayed yesterday or the day before. I fast and pray, but do you understand? Only when the Lord tells me to. Do you understand? This fasting is there. So Jesus said to them, I'm on verse 20, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith like a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by fasting and praying. Now, if you have faith like a mustard seed, a mustard seed is tough. Okay, it's small, you understand that. But wherever you throw it, it will grow. So that faith that you have must be resilient like that. No matter what happens, what God says will happen. No matter what you see, whether the boy has an epileptic fit or whether that person is alive or dead, doesn't matter. If God tells you to pray, you pray. Do you understand? Leave the rest to God. You, I hope you understand what I'm saying, yeah? Do you understand? It's not your job to perform that miracle. It's your job to pray. If God has authorized you to work and given you the gift of working miracles, that's different. You will know. But here the question should be answered by this. This fasting and praying is not for the demon to come out. It's to remove your personal unbelief from you. Is that clear? Yes. So this is the question answered. Yes. Do you have any questions? Yes, Pastor. Hmm. Pastor, last time you were uh, talking about how in Proverb 31, uh, a woman is like an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm 
Okay, I've answered this because Charles had the same question. And so you watch um, yesterday's Hebrews, but just so that you understand the nature of it, because I'm not going to go into this with it, let's go into um, the scriptures. Um, like Proverbs 31, oh, go to verse 10. This is where the problem starts with most women because they read this and they say, this is not reality. Why is that? It's because we, as in humans, don't understand what God has planned and how he's created us. So do you understand? It says, who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. Uh, the heart of her husband safely trusts her, so so he will have no lack of gain. Yes? There itself is a big key. Gain is equated to what? Trust. And what is that trust? Towards God or to another human? Oh, anyway, I'm, I'm not going to go into that, but... Here, husband safely trusts her. That means she's a woman of virtue. Do you understand? That trust must be given. I didn't speak about this. That's why I'm speaking. For the husband to do what he's going to do. Yes? Now, you, to answer your question, um, it says, um, verse 13, She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. Why does she seek wool and flax? Uh, huh? Obviously for a house. Obviously for a house. For the neighbor's house, you got another thing coming, yes? But what do you do with the wool? Make exactly. So, this is her seeking out wool and flax to make sure that she has clothes to wear, for example, during winter. Not just her husband and the children. That they're taken care of, yes? And willingly works with her hands. Willingly, not forced labor. Willingly works. Do you understand? That's why I say when Anu makes a tea, is a tea made. There's a love in this, yes? It says, do you understand? Willingly work, yes? Now, she is like the merchant ships that uh, she brings her food from afar. That means, means what? Even though you are in Kerala, in India, you will have Italian food. I'm just saying, I'm making an example. Why? Because she gains and adds to these things like a merchant ship when it comes ashore. In the olden days, that's how we got. How does this happen? Will she seek out wool when she knows she can't afford it? Does her husband tell her to seek out this wool? So whose idea was it to seek out the wool? Hmm. 
I don't have to think till tomorrow. It is her. So who is the entrepreneur in this case? Who, who yes. What is the what did the husband do? Bring in the revenue. There are roles to play. And then with that revenue and the freedom he gives her because he trusts her, yes. See how it's all interdependent, yes? Because he trusts her, he just hands over that money. And that this goes against today's thing where I have my account, she has her account, everybody else has their account. How dare someone know how much is in my account? I have two accounts because of that. No. Do, do you understand? Who gives you the ability to make wealth? God does. Is that clear? Yes. So there should be no lack of trust when it comes to what you as a woman is doing. And that trust is from the husband. So he can safely give you that money and you decide what to do with it. That's what I spoke about in length yesterday. That makes you an entrepreneur. Doesn't mean that the husband is not an entrepreneur. He can think of many things to bring that money. But when you bring that money in the home, with the, because with God, family comes first, yes. Is that clear? Without the family, well, all you're doing is working for the world. You're toiling, you're in pain, you eat and you go back to make more money. Do you understand? No wonder you won't get any satisfaction because of that. Am I clear on this? Yes? So, again, um, yeah, verse 20. I just want to explain this one more time. So, then you watch that when it's online, then you will understand that. Better. Yes? Mm, that is uh, October 21. Yeah? Today is the 22nd. Yes? The Hebrews are on October 21. Yeah? She, verse 20 says, she extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. Now, if she didn't have money to give to the poor, I'm using money as an example, would she even think of that? So we are taught with that mentality of hoarding up money. Oh, you must have, what do they call it, a bank balance or bank account, something in the bank account. You must do all that. You must hoard up. Hoard up, hoard up, hoard up, hoard up. Do you understand? No, nothing wrong with having a savings or bank account or whatever you call it, yes? But here it says, she, what? Extends her hands to the poor. That means, extends means what is beyond the normal reach. She goes out of way to take care of the poor. Why? Why? Because the husband safely trusts in her and gives her that money. She decides whether that money is going to the poor or to the world. If you know what I'm saying, in that way, the entrepreneurship comes to the woman. Am I... 
am I putting you on the right path? Yes. So you understand what it's saying. Because when you think entrepreneur today, it's all the things you learn from the stupid things that the world teaches you. Do you understand? If they're based on biblical fact, yes. But in the world, it tells you before you start a venture, you must have the capital to compete. Like a person was calling me from Australia and said that God wants him to start something in Kerala. And that this costs so much money that the person called the person in, uh, in charge who was in Dubai to find out about India and how much it costs and all that. And the, the person came up with an astronomically large figure and above that the qualification of all that just to have one showroom. And the people who are competing have showrooms, multiple showrooms throughout India. And I told him it doesn't matter. If the Lord told, told you to start one, start with what you have in your hand. Don't go by what the world says. Maybe the Lord doesn't want you to be the branch of that person. Maybe start out on your own. Do you have the faith to do that? If you don't have, then say with the Lord. If the Lord has told you that and you sure the Lord has told you that, then He will not get you into debt for that. Meaning, you will not have to suffer loss because of that. Because the blessing of the Lord adds wealth and brings no sorrow. Are you clear on what I'm saying? Yeah. So I told this person, you need to sit with the Lord. You need to understand the love of God first. The unconditional love of God. Taste and see that the Lord is good. With that, then you'll have hope. And then with that hope, faith will come because Jesus is the author of our faith. Without that, you're just going to pursue this manager, that manager, that manager, and finally you're going to get frustrated. And if I get a call like that once again, do you understand? Uh, I'm not. I can only tell you what God is telling me. And so I gave him a couple of scriptures. Do you understand? But clearly, what is needed in his case is an understanding of God's love for him. And based on that, he has to move. Because all the things that he does is based on the love the Lord has for him to prosper. And also based on the outreach potential this has. Whatever that, that is. Do you understand? The plans and purpose of God. God doesn't call you just for you to be in your room all quiet. If you're, room in, if you're in your room and all quiet and God has called you, it is to then build up those people who are going out. You understand what I'm saying, yes? Go and send her, yes. To understand, maybe to send somebody. Maybe all the money that you have instead of holding up, give it to a ministry. So into the right, right ground. Do you understand? I believe that is the case when it comes to, like I was talking about the mixer earlier. Do you understand? So the people who have given for that mixer are sown into the right ground. Now, there are so many other things that I could have used. And I said to the Lord also, why can't I give them away? And when I was thinking of that, 
two of the parts and two of the mixes that were not working came to me. Miraculously, I didn't expect that. Then I said, okay, I'm sorry, because I know God has a purpose for all this. Did you understand, yes? So, what I'm telling you is that as far as entrepreneur is concerned, entrepreneurship is concerned, it means nothing if you don't know how good our God is. And if you don't have that revelation, because you can only understand the love because it surpasses your understanding, my understanding, and your knowledge and my knowledge. So therefore, it has to be a revelation. If you don't have that, what are you doing? The fill of God? <laughs> You're joking. Maybe you can start with that, but then this, you need a revelation of His love for you. Otherwise, you're not going any place. Am I making sense? Yes, you'll dry up and pretty soon you won't want to do anything. You won't even want to come to church. Do you understand? Is that clear? So watch yesterday's uh, um, Hebrews and I've spoken about it for half an hour. Yes, so, so uh, in detail. Yes, so then you will understand that. So the question answered, yes? So, what about you? Luke 16, 37, and they answered and said to him, Why are you So he said to them, Wherever the body is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Mm. What is this? Okay. This is a good question. I had a very good answer for this, but I can't re recollect the answer now and also it is based on bird migration and all that and I'll tell you that answer roughly but I'm not saying that is it see see Luke what Luke 1637 yes Luke 1637 can you find that in your Bible Luke 1637 Because I, I don't know which Bible you're using, yeah? Uh, sorry, uh, Luke 17, Okay. Okay. So they answered and said to him, Where, Lord? So he said to them, Wherever the body is, there eagles will be gathered together. Yes? So what is this in response to? Uh, what is this in response to? First of all, who's saying this? And what is what was he asked before that? Okay, verse 20, what does it say? Now when you was asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God will come, he answered them and said the kingdom. The kingdom of God does not come with observation. Continue. Nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Yes. So, 
This scripture again is misunderstood by many people, especially the New Ages. But what in this context Jesus is saying, kingdom of God does not come with observation. It's not in the flesh. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Yes? Do you understand? Nor will they say, see here, see there. For indeed the kingdom of God is within you. How can that be? You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yes? Do, do you understand? That means when the kingdom of God comes, you must be born again. That is what he's talking about this. Do, do you understand? It's not like an external appearance. Not at that time. But yes, Jesus comes again. The new Jerusalem will come. But first, you must be born again. Yes? Do you understand? Then he said to the disciples. Till then he was talking to whom? The Pharisees. Now he's talking to the disciples. The days will come when you decide to see one of those days of the Son of Man and you will not see it. Yes? And they will say to you, look here or look there. Do not go after them or follow them. For as the lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, so the Son of Man will be in his day. In other words, you will know. You will know. My sheep hear my voice, yes? Don't go get distracted. All saying, right now I saw Paul saying, there's a rabbi in Israel who says he's speaking to the Messiah. And then according to Jewish tradition, um, the Messiah will re reveal himself. And then everyone knows that he's Messiah. Messiah yeah? Now, if you go back to um, the scriptures, Jesus revealed himself as Christ, as the Messiah, after he got baptized. Do, do you understand? At a certain age, yes? Which, what was that age? Yes. 30, yes. Do, do you understand? Yeah? So, anyway. So, don't go with all this nonsense. You will know when the Lord appears. This is the Lord. Yes, yes. So, but first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Yes? He's talking about his current situation and this generation. Yes? No. Yeah. As in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of man. They ate, they drank, they married wives and were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, and they brought, and they sold, and they planted, and they built. But on the day of the Lord, on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so, it will be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In other words, everything will be as normal. This goes against some of the doctrines that are taught in the church. Everything will be as normal. And then the Son of God will be revealed. Now, who will it be normal for? What is normality? Do you understand? All these are questions that we need to answer. Because here, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be the days of the Son of Man. 
They ate, they drank, they married was who? The world. But no one knew what was going to happen. And Noah told them, maybe they didn't believe. Like Lot told them, they didn't believe, yes? So there is a difference. Do you understand? But as far as they were concerned, everything was just normal, yes? And the Son of Man was revealed. So this goes against certain doctrines, but this is not uh, what, I'm, what I'm going to get into. In that day, which day? When the Son of Man is revealed, yes? You don't add saying when Jesus comes or what. Say, look what the Bible says, yeah? Even though what you're saying is right, or, did you understand? But we, you understand what I'm saying, yeah? In that day, he who is on the housetop, his goods are in the house. Let him not come down and take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Yes? That means when you know, run. That's why some people say it is for Jews only because you run towards the safe shelter, whatever. Do you understand? But this is more to it. Yeah. Remember Lord's wife. Where? Uh, remember what? Well, whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. Yes. What is what does this mean? Because in your Bible there's a paragraph. Yes. What is that noise? No. No, it's not easy. That noise, what is that? Yeah, is that? What is that noise? It's not the AC. No, don't. I'm not, no, no, what is that noise? Is it the cat fighting? No. Then come, 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 come. Why did Lord's wife look back? No. If I wait for you to answer, we'll be here for another two hours. Because her heart was in the place that she left. In other words, don't hold on to this world. When Jesus comes, if your heart is right with him, you will go gravity towards that. Otherwise, remember Lord's wife. That's why I'm telling each and every one of you, have don't let the world have a hold on you. Jesus said that the princess of this world has nothing on me. Do you understand? Same thing with all the equipment that I have. Yes, they're part mine, but they're the Lord's. I, my heart is not on them, though I like them. There are priorities. Do, do you understand? So, where is your heart? Don't answer me, but that's... And if you are going to be filled with the world, you're going to be like the virgins without oil. You may be saved, but you will miss His coming. So that is why renew your mind. It's not a suggestion, it's a command. Yes? Remember Lord's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. What do the uh, virgins try to do? Try to save their life, yes? But whoever loses his life means what? 
Okay, this life means nothing. Jesus means everything. You understand this. You need wisdom to understand this, yes? Do you understand? Whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, in that night, there will be two men in one bed. Yes? Now, is the men capitalized, I mean, italicized? Mm -hmm. Yes? So, it's not talking about homosexuality, yes? It's just that there will be two humans, yes? In one bed, yes? And the one will be taken and the other will be left. That means what? Even if your husband and wife doesn't mean that your heart is right. Remember, Lord's wife. Did you understand? So you are responsible for your life and for your salvation. Not your husband, not your pastor, not your priest, not your denomination. You are responsible. Do you understand? I am called to preach. And for that, that is another responsibility, whether I'm preaching the truth or not. But personally, I'm responsible to the Lord for my salvation. To make sure that my cup is constantly overflowing and the Lord is perfect in that which concerns me. I'm not saying I'm perfect in that. Do you do understand? For we are all a work in progress. But it says here, to women, again, women, is italicized, yeah? Yeah. So, two women will be grinding together. One will be taken and the other left. That means they're doing our soul stuff. Yes, do you understand? Two men will be in the field and one will be taken and the other left. Do you understand? And they answered and said to him, Where? Isn't that a strange question? Where? I would have asked when. That means they're asking the Lord something that is not right. The disciples asked where this is going to happen. Do, do you understand? Then the Lord points out to that location, but he's answering spiritually. So he said to them, wherever the body is, there eagles will be gathered together. And when eagles gather, do they gather together when they see a living body or a dead body? Now, are you understanding this? Do you understand? You are a spirit, soul, and body, yes? You're born again in your spirit. And that should flow through your soul, yes? And the soul should quicken your mortal bodies, yes? Because of the Holy Spirit in you, yes? And that's how make you alive or dead? Alive, yes? So who are the dead? Those who are not saved. Were there? Our people who are not saved spiritually, they'll be eagles gathering together. And these eagles, if you go back in the Old Testament, 
you can see, understand their demons. The, do you understand? That it's not the same thing that um, that you rise upon eagle's wings. So, do, do you understand? The birds of the air, do you understand? A lot, lot of things are there, but generally, if you view this spiritually, Do you, do you understand that? Yes? Then it makes sense. Now, there is a place in Israel, in the way that the Lord ordained Israel, where birds migrate in a particular season. But this is addressing when. So during that migration, there will be a lot of eagles. These, these are traditional views, I have to explain. So when those eagles come, when normally they are not there, and they see dead bodies, what happens? They gather together. Do you understand? And the other thing is, where they are asking, yes? Wherever the body is, the eagles will be gathered together. So it's not a particular location wherever the body is. Do you understand? I'm telling you that instead of being satisfied with the natural answers, which, for which there are many, understand that you are alive. You're no longer your body, yes? You're a spirit that's controlling the soul which is controlling the body. You're alive, yes? How dare the eagles circle around you or gather around you? Are you a cemetery or are you full of dead men's bones? Are all these connecting now? Because if you're full of dead men's bones, you can be assured that eagles will gather together. Yes? Yes? Go to verse 18. Chapter 18, yes? Now, obviously, Jesus didn't speak in chapters and verses. He immediately follows up by saying, Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Do you understand? Yes? And talking about the, um, the woman and the judge and all that persistent prayer in spite of how you feel. Do you understand? Yeah? Is, is that clear? Yes? Let that make sense to you rather than me spoon feeding you. But there is more to this, obviously. Do you understand? There are more understanding to this um, um, Luke 17, 37, do you understand, yeah? Where the eagles are gathered towards that, but what, as far as you and I are concerned, the answer should suffice. Otherwise, it's just knowledge. You can look it up, where, where do the eagles gather, do you understand? But obviously that doesn't make any sense, because if it is the rapture, whoever, you know, it's taken away. It's not in that particular location. It's worldwide. Do you understand? Worldwide, if 
How can the eagles scare the world wide? So, do you understand? Yes? Are you satisfied with this answer? Yes or no? Okay. Okay. Pursue this, meditate on this. And if you get a revelation on this, share it with me. That's how we grow. Is that clear? Do you have any questions? Yeah. What about you, Anshu? Just one, one yeah. question I have is, um, there was a time when Jesus got angry and he overturned the money changes. Yes. The tables. So, I don't explain the question, but the question is that, what kind of anger is right? Because sometimes when I think about it, that's like, it's not just with words, he actually... Yes, so your question is, what kind of anger is right with God? Yes? The word for it I used when I was teaching about be angry and do not sin is, <coughs> is righteous anger. When God's house was being mocked, Jesus got angry and said, What? My house shall be a house of prayer, not a den of thieves. That then zeal, that zeal consumed him. So in Psalm 119, I'm not going to the. So wherever the law of the Lord is broken, you have a right to get angry. Do you understand? For example, today, when it comes to abortion, it is murder. It's killing the baby in the most safest location. You have every right to be angry with that. But doesn't mean you are angry with that person. You speak the word to them, if they reject that, let God judge you. But don't partake of that judgment because of your compassion and whatnot, yeah? Don't go to the bar with them to witness and socialize and evangelize or whatever you call it, yeah? If that is the righteous anger of God when good is termed as evil and evil is termed as good. Obviously, what is good is from God, yes? Do you understand? He's the father of light without whom, with, with whom there is no turning or shadow of turning, yes? Do you understand? So does that make you understand what this anger, why was Jesus angry? Why did he react that way? Because of his father's house. And they were mocking that father by making merchandise of everything. Where's that where merchandise through money? Whereas the merchandise that is required is faith. So he drew out all the money changes, not the faith people. Not the people of faith. Do you understand? Yes? The woman who by faith offered the two mites, Jesus commented on that. Do you understand? So there is a righteous anger which we don't compromise on. 
but as a pastor, I have yet to hear of a church that has given a person to the devil. Do you understand? And I'm very near to doing that. I want to be very clear with the Lord before I do that. No, it's not you yet. Don't look at me like that. But I'm clear. I'm, I won't compromise. If the Lord tells me to do it, I will do it. Do you understand? But it has nothing to do with anyone you know or uh, right now. But they are under my care, the Lord said. Once now, they are no longer under your care. They have chosen to walk away. You have done everything you can through your compassion, but they have not come back. It's time to leave them. But when the Lord tells me that, I will do that. Have no doubt about this because I will not compromise. I don't care what humans say because at the end of the day, I'll have to be accountable to God, my creator, to my Jesus. Is that clear? Yes. Meaning, I don't even care if Anu is against that. For all I know, she might be. But I don't care about that. Because she won't be there on Judgment Day to safeguard me. Only Jesus will. And I better obey what Jesus says. Is that clear? Yes. And so the church is not all fun and games. Be careful of this. Do you understand? But there is freedom in Christ. It's a contradiction in terms, but you need to understand that. Am I clear? Yes? Who has, you asked a question, yeah? Right now? Yeah. What was the question? Righteous anger. Ah, righteous anger. Yes? Yes. So, is that clear? Yes? So, Paul had righteous anger. When he pronounced blindness on the people like, who, when that person was going against the gospel, said, you be blind. Was released. I'll serve you right. <laughs> do, you, do you understand? I've seen God do miracles like that. Where I would not have dared to say anything, but I've seen tires explode. I've seen lightning. I've heard about lightning go through wind, uh, through the duct in the AC and hit the computers of the people that fired me unjustly. I didn't say anything. I, no, but I don't rejoice in that. I'm still friends with them, but all this put a fear of God in my life that I better be right with God. Is that clear? Yeah, so that's why I don't when the like Lord tells me to forgive certain people and I can't, I'll tell the Lord I can't I can't help me forgive it may be last five minutes or now maybe even lesser but when I sit with the Lord He gives me the compassion to forgive them do you understand? and and moreover, to have compassion for them, to pray for them to come to the Lord. All this is not natural. 
because I know I don't have it. Do, do, do you understand? Yes? Walk the talk. Otherwise, you're nothing but a hypocrite. Am I making sense? Yes? All right, it's uh, 6.30. We pray. If you have any more questions, just write them down. Yes? Father, I thank you for this time, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray for that person to be totally saved and put her trust completely in you, Lord. Thank you for everything that you're doing. We give you all praise and glory and I release myself completely into your hands, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you will touch us, that you will bless us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Go in peace.